Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and addict. As always, our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms. The story of addiction and the road to recovery. We're not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step based organizations or groups in any way. This is part two of my interview with recovery all-star Ron C. I heard an applause in the background. Yeah, Did you hear it? You yeah, I heard it. I heard it. But this is the miracle. This is where the transformation yeah. takes place. And for everyone who's listened to part one and everything that this man's been through, you know, we're talking multiple, multiple prison sentences, juvenile prison time, two and a half years in the supermax unit, two and a half years, uh, gets pulled over. Well, pulls over, excuse me, in a cop precinct parking lot to get high and catches another case and that's cactus where park precinct. cactus park precinct and so you know that's where we you know we left off the part one episode and you're in the parking lot you get pulled over or you, they come up on your window because you're getting high in the parking lot of the precinct uh they think you're you know intoxicated but you you know you blow zeros on a breathalyzer because you're in a meth induced psychosis right so they draw mm-hmm. blood and ultimately, man, that blood work comes back and you end up going to court for this case. Now you got another case with, you know, God knows how many priors and they put you on an ankle monitor. Right. What the, the funny thing about it is, is before when they did the blood draw, because in Arizona, if you refuse a blood draw or a, 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 a breathalyzer, they a, take blood right away. Well, it, and if you refuse that, what they do is it's an automatic year suspension. Of your license, yeah. Of your, of your license. I wasn't going to do on it. I didn't even have a license. I don't know what I was thinking, but. You didn't even have a license. I didn't even have, but this is my higher power at work right now. Yeah. Because this is where it starts to click in my mind. When I look back on it, yeah. I can see the little the little thing. So they take my blood, and they won't give me water. They won't, I, I sat there for like eight hours, dude. I, people are coming and going. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, they're waiting. I don't know what they're waiting for. And then finally, this officer uh, that addressed me, uh, several times before we'll just say <laughs> yeah. comes up he's like hey ron what's going on and I, and I don't even remember his name but i remember his face and i'm like hey what's going on uh can i please have some water man yeah. he's like yeah dude he gives me a couple of those little bottles of water yeah. you know and i'm drinking and he's like hey you'll be out of here don't worry you'll it's next shift he goes you'll be on the first transport out all right so i get to there i go right up to the double doors and so when we talk about going up to the double doors we're talking about basically super max custody in county jail we're talking two double doors in front of your cell um just to be safe yeah and so you're up in the double doors because remember you got that salt in the officer that thing will follow you forever, forever. Now you're max max custody no matter what happens where you go anytime you go to county anytime you go back to prison in any state in any state you're maxed out they call it mm-hmm. and so you're up in the double doors but somehow they release you it, it's crazy because Okay, at this point, I'm like, I'm going through it in my head. I'm like coming down. I'm like, okay, I'm done, right? But I can't sleep. Yeah. It's like two days, so I put it in a tank order. And, of course, the next day, I'm finally getting ready to go to sleep. And here's these cops banging on my door. Hey, do you still want to go to medical? And I'm like, well, I guess now I do. Yeah, I'm up you know? now. I'm up now. Yeah. So I go in there. This is crazy. This is my higher power. See, my higher power gave me many chances to, to go see my parents before – what ultimately happened happened yeah. but uh i'm in there and this nurse is telling me hey we can't we're not giving you any kind of sleep yeah. aid we're not yeah. and i'm just like are you and i'm all shackled up because yeah. i got a shackled head feet and arms are shackled and i got the chain yeah because it's county right yeah. 
And this gentleman comes walking in and goes, hey, what's your name? I was like, Carter. And he's like, hey, man, you're going home. And I told that cop, I, was, I told him flat out, I said, don't be playing with me, dude. I'm yeah. not in the mood. Yeah. Miss me with all that. Yeah. And he fucking says, no, this is you, right? Because they didn't have the blood drawback. The results weren't back yet. They didn't have anything to hold you on. They didn't have anything to hold me on. So I got OR. And it said, and this is crazy. When it's when a piece of paper from the uh, the district attorney says for immediate release, it means immediate release. They had you out quick. Well, yeah, because I've gone down. We've all gone down there, yeah. you know, and it takes two or three hours to get out the doors. Well, that officer, the release officer, he was like, the guy took me up there because I didn't even go back to myself. I was like, I don't need anything in there. You yeah. know, just take me down. And uh, he walks up to the guy and goes, hey, I got one for release. And he's like, yeah, I'll get. And I heard him. He said, yeah, I'll get to it in a minute. He goes, no, man. He goes, look at this. And he showed he showed the officer it, and he was like, oh, he didn't know what to do. Immediate release. I was out in 15 minutes. Damn. 15 minutes. And so they put you on an ankle monitor though, right? Eventually I see what happens. It, what happens is, is I go back for something else. Um, I'm arguing with a girlfriend of mine. One, one of my girlfriends, whatever, whatever it's, yeah. it's complicated. Cause I'm running around Mesa at this time. Okay. Uh -oh. Cause I've been to Sierra Vista, Tucson, Mesa, Prescott. I've been, I, I just, why not? Right. Um, Cause it's, it's where I'm at. That's messing me up. Right. Yeah. And I try to steal her phone. Well, she takes off because she's calling another dude. I don't know why. I was running out of the Tri-City Motel. I was I had three girls that I was running out of there. Yeah. Okay. And she was one of them. So, uh, and I, all of a sudden, I decided to get fucking jealous over this chick. And I couldn't, I just. So you caught, what happened? You caught another case? Well, I tried to steal her phone or I hit it. I just I wouldn't I would never take somebody's phone, but I would hide it from you. Yeah. You know, anyways, and uh, the cops show up, and see I have this worn out of Miranda that keeps popping up, oh. and I get stopped two or three times a day out in Mesa, and two or three times a day they keep letting me go. Well, this DUI pops up where I got pulled over because uh, yeah. they're charging me for DUI because I'm driving under the influence, right? right. For, the, for being you know, in the cop parking lot. Yeah, being in the cop parking lot. And that's yeah, when you get put on the ankle monitor. I get put on the ankle monitor, and they and they let me go. Well, I am staying at East Valley Men's Center, and God bless that place. There's a lot of good things that are going on there. There's a lot of good lady. Uh, there's a lot of good. There's a Miss Jackie is probably my favorite. Okay. And shout out to Miss Jackie. Shout out to Miss Jackie. And if if I never see you again, just remember you're always in my prayers. But. Uh, I'm not doing anything there. Okay. I'm right across the street from the DPS station. I'm, I'm used to it by now. Fuck. Yeah. I got pulled over in the cop shop. Right. Yeah. So I steal this girl's phone and, uh, the cops pull up and, uh, and I get on the, I get on the ankle monitor and I wind up at East Valley Men's Center. And I, th at this point in time, I'm full blown addict. I am, there's no stopping. I'm doing anything and everything I can trading, trading sex for drugs, whatever uh stealing your stuff and selling it back to you holding it hostage until you give me what i want it was so bad it was it got to the point that when i'd walk over to the dope man's house and i'd walk in um and i didn't have anything could they would always let me in because i would just it was all bad if they didn't let me in they for real uh they let me in and uh and they would just give me dope here ron just get it to us when you can or here here's a little something for you you know whatever whatever well, 
I wake up, it's February 3rd, 2015. Okay. <clears throat> and it's a normal day. I mean, it's like a, it's like 90 degrees out already. Um, or it's not that hot. It's February, but I mean, it's a nice day out and, uh, the sun's up high cause I slept in or whatever. And I've somehow I managed with money in my pocket and there's this weird mist. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow. I even took pictures. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, we're not in a Valley, you know, there's no mint, you know, I, I don't know. I get, I go, me and this dude go to get on the bus and this dude comes back and starts talking to me about Sheriff Pinzone and Toro Arpaio and what do I think of jail? And I tell him how much jail fucking sucks. And and then he was like, okay, let's go. So we're on the bus and he takes me, we get off. We're right there on main street. I'm like two blocks North of there. I go to the dope house. I get high. And you know, at this point we're sharing needles. I don't give a, yeah. I, that's another thing. I am so blessed. I didn't catch anything I couldn't get rid of. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, And my ankle monitor won't charge. It's glow. I've seen red. I've seen green. I've seen uh, blue. But I've never seen yellow before. And it's not charging. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. So I go to the Superior Court because I'm on the phone with my surveillance. I'm coming. I'm going to get you. I'm on my way. You know, like every 15 minutes because I'm high as, high as fuck. And I'm going in the courthouse. And I take I, I get rid of all my knives and all my, you know, stuff yeah. that I can't have in the courthouse. All the metal and whatever. You just hide it out front. I hide it out front. But I take my dope and I stick it in my little hoodie right here. Yeah. You know, the little loophole where the string comes out. I hide it in there, right? And I go in. And I see the supervisor. And uh, I sit down. Or I tell him, hey, my ankle monitor. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take care of it. I'll be right back. He, this dude's sketch all the way anyways. I don't like this dude. But. He takes off, and I'm sitting there, you know, like a tweaker on my phone. Who knows how long? It, probably, it felt like it was like maybe five minutes, but it could have been two hours, enough time for me to walk out, right? Yeah. But uh, freaking, I hear the keys behind me, and I stand up, and I look, and it's two deputies. And yeah, one you of already the deputies, know what that means. I already know. I, I stand up, and I start dumping all my shit out of my pockets, and Deputy Rose, I'll never forget his name, comes up and says, whoa, 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 do you? Do you know what all this is about? And I go, nah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to jail. It was like, well, yeah. And he goes, well, if it makes you feel any better, I'll put it down to self-surrender instead of, you know, you know, what an active, you know, pickup. What I was like, yeah, but I'm still going to jail. And he was like, yeah, you're still going to jail. So you end up going back to jail. Right. And so now you're back again, double mm -hmm. doors upstairs. Double doors right. Upstairs. And you know, this time you ain't getting out. You know no. that the, the consequences are going to come down. You know, the prison senses are getting greater. Mm -hmm. You know that this is pretty much feels like the end for you. Mm -hmm. And then you get a video visit. And what happens? Well, it's uh, February 16th. And I'm in there because I'm thinking about all this shit in my head. And I'm thinking, oh, they found out about this. They got my face on video at Walmart. They're whatever. And I didn't know you could just click on it and find out who was visiting you technology yeah, yeah. and uh it's this girl one of the, it's this girl yeah. yeah and she pops on and i pick up the phone because i'm like this i'm like hey how'd you find me she goes well it's real easy ron you're either at the dope house or you're in jail 
I was like, all right. And then she goes, hey, I got some bad news for you. And I, and I knew. I go, which one of them's dead? She says, your mom died the day you got locked up, February 3rd. So, uh, of course, I'm fucked up at this point because I'm like, fuck. Because the last conversation I had with my mom was like a year and a half prior to that, you know, over a fucking coffee mug. Because I, I, you know, I'm tweaking and I'm doing big things, and I, I need my coffee mug, and I can't find it in my truck, and and uh, I told her, you know what, mom, just rub it in your chest. And that was the last thing you said. It was the last thing I ever told my mom. And then I drove a block away and opened up the back door, and the coffee mug fell out. But um, it's tough. Yeah. Um. So the girl at the times tells me, hey, uh, don't worry, honey. I'm going to take care of you, daddy. Um, I put $300 on your books. That kind of cheered me up a little bit. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. lie. I'm like, ooh, I can order. And today's store day, thank God, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't even order. I go back to my cell and I start crying. I don't even order a store that day. I'm just, I don't want, I, I cry and I cry and I cry. And uh, I have a long talk with my higher power. <laughs> and uh, I tell him, all right, God, I've tried everything else. It's obviously not going to work. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to do a program. And I'm going to do it the way it's suggested. Because me being the excellent tweaker and drug addict I am, I like to critique everything and make it better. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't fuck with perfection. Right. So uh, we go to my mitigated my mitigated hearing or whatever, and my mitigation and whatever hearing, and nobody wants to talk to me. And I, my public defender doesn't show up. He sends like his secretary. I don't know who this dude, but he didn't do. He wasn't doing anything either. And finally, I cut. I break the silence because I got this girl in the courtroom with me. You know, that's taking care of me. And I, hey, uh. Excuse me, prosecutor. Yeah, I, is there any kind of deals we're gonna make or anything? And she's like, unless you know where some dead bodies are. No, I immediately start thinking, do I know where any dead bodies are? Yeah. I'm, you know. And the judge comes down, and this was one of the nicest things to judge because yeah, at this point, my my trust, my faith in the judicial system is shot. Yeah, I have no trust, no faith in them, whatever. And to this day, I, I it's still questionable. Mm-hmm. So the best way to stay out of that whole scenario is just not get in trouble. Yeah. So um, he comes down. He goes, look, Ron, you're right here in this category. And he goes, they're offering you six years. I'll give you six years. I mean, that's what the plea bargain is. If you take it to trial, you fall into this category. And I will give you 15 years. I'll sign on one condition. I'll sign right now. Prosecutor goes, what's that? I go, you sentence me next week so I can make it to prison for Cinco de Mayo. Because Cinco de Mayo is like one of the best meals. It's freaking fajitas, bro. Yeah. Chicken fajitas. Because <laughs> I got it all planned out. I've been watching people, you know, go, okay, they get sent in. It oh, takes yeah. two or three days. I got it all mapped out. You I know? go to Alhambra. I'll get through there in time. Yeah. and I'll Bro, make even in Alhambra, I'll have, I'll have Cinco de Mayo. It's I'll, true, still, yeah. I'll, it's, I'll still have Cinco de Mayo, right? 
And I go, you have to sentence, you, you got to sentence me next week. I go, I don't need it. It's a plea bargain. I don't need to talk to pretrial services because if I, every time I talk to those dudes anyways, I always recommend more time. So we ultimately, you end up signing for six years. You don't make it in time for Cinco de Mayo. That plan didn't work out. No, <laughs> It's amazing what happens with assault, assault on an officer. Yeah. So it fucks everything up. So the assault on the officer again comes back and it's just more problems, more delays. Your paperwork gets lost. They push you out. They push you out. Yeah. And ultimately you get a six-year prison sentence and you finally find yourself back in DOC. But again, you're back in super max unit. How eight long days. Were you? You're in eight days in super max unit. They needed a bed for somebody else. Right. And so what ends up happening is they send you to another yard, four yard, high four yard, ring con. And so this is where your journey starts. And you made that promise to God. And when your mom passed, and you wanted to work a program with everything you got. And that's actually what you did, man. And so you did that. You went from SMU to ring con. You went to East Unit, took every program. And I know your story. And you were sometimes the only person. You took every single program picked up certifications, picked up certificates, became certified in all different types of things. And as you're doing these things, it's dropping your score down, which Mm -hmm. means that you can go down to a lower custody yard. And so after years, finally working your way down to a lower custody yard, you find yourself at North Unit where we meet Mm -hmm. and you've been sober for- North Unit recovery! (laughs) You're sober now. Shout out to all the North Unit guys. Love you guys. And, uh, you know, every single one of them and big shout out to our family and- uh, you know, but you get to North Unit, and what happens? I meet you, and I'm thinking, this dude is a dick. <laughs> so I go to that first meeting. Yeah. And when we talked about it, I heard all, I, I these guys were spitting fire. Yeah. So you come up to me, I think it was the next day or something, you were getting ready for a visit or something, and I, I was, all of a sudden, I kind of want to hang out, you know, I'm yeah. like, hey, what's up, Jason? Yeah. Can I get a dip? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, mandatory. Yeah. But, uh, right. <laughs> And then it was, uh, I was like, so when's the next meeting? And you're like, well, your next meeting, you need to get a sponsor. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And so the group happens, you're in my moderate treatment group. And, you know, you had stumbled a little bit when you hit North mm-hmm. Union. You had relapsed. You had got yeah. high a little bit. Spice. So I don't, I don't do well with spice. No, so you were smoking spice. You relapsed, you know, while you were there. And ultimately, you land yourself in my moderate treatment class. Can we clear up one thing? Sure. Okay. Relapse is the process before we sure. use. Yes. Okay. You can stop a relapse. Sure. It's a lapse we, in behavior that leads up to it. Okay. They, oh, all right. Because everybody said, well, I relapsed. Of course you relapsed. But did you use? Yeah. I was using, Jason. Yeah. I was using. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. You were using. I was using. Yeah. You were using. You were getting high. Yeah. And you found yourself in the moderate treatment class. And uh, don't worry about that. And so you found yourself in the moderate treatment class. I hit you with the action. What are you doing for the actions in your recovery? Yeah. Right. Ultimately invited you a meeting. We went to that meeting together. You walked into a meeting on a Friday night with 55 plus guys, men in that room, sharing their feelings, happy, helping each other. It's a powerful experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, That North Union recovery that we had is, is legendary, legendary. And it will forever be. And And it is, it was, God was on that yard. And, uh, you know, then I, you know, you see me the next day I was going to visit. I remember that. And you said, when's the next meeting? I said, the next meeting, man, you got to get you a sponsor, brother. Yeah. Meetings will not keep you clean. Dude. Can I get a dip? Can I get a dip? <laughs> Let me get a chew, brother. I'll get Bro-ski. a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so ultimately, man, you, that's what you did, man. You got a sponsor. Yeah. Well, I remember walking in there and I, cause I, I'm I already got an idea who it is. Cause I hear people talking about their sponsor and I've been listening yeah. or whatever. And uh, we actually had the same sponsor. We actually had the same sponsor. Yeah. 
And it turns Shout out, out to I Maddie. Did, yeah, Maddie, Maddie L, uh, fucking love you, bro. I always will, man. And if it wasn't for you, I'd probably, well, my higher power, I got to give it up to him mostly, yeah. but you walked me through those uh, steps in the NA workbook. Yes. Uh-huh. We did it. I, I did it the NA workbook style. And, uh, and uh, I walked in there and, and this dude, he's just spitting this. And he's sitting right next to me, dude. And he's just spitting this with. And I'm wrapping my head around, and I'm like, wow, dude, I want to be like this guy. I want what he has. I want what he has. So after that meeting, I walk up to him. And I don't really ask, Maddie. I don't know if you'll remember it, but I, I walked over and said, hey, dude, you're going to be my sponsor. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, know how, you know how he does it, yeah. you know? And uh, it, was, it was phenomenal because I worked those 12 steps, and I wasn't done yet, though. Yeah. Cause I fell out on the yard and I went over to your house, but it's, I just want everyone to know, but before this happens, what we're about to talk about next, you worked the steps to the NA step working guide. You had to go all the way across the yard and jump through all fences, hoops and to all, go do my step to work, do your man. step work. You yep. had to do all that. You completed and graduated a moderate treatment. Finally, you finally made a profound change in that group, got a sponsor, started working the steps um you know you had you were at every single meeting for the Mm -hmm. most part we're talking we had five we had the privilege of having five meetings a week you're at every meeting you're working the steps you're you're a greeter you had a service commitment you're greeting the guys when you came in you were sharing at every i mean you used to share right off the top anytime the floor opened boom it was me dude i got i got something to say yeah you're on fire i was on fire i wasn't done yet though i fell out when i smoked some well it was like two or three times i fell out finally it got back to you I walked in. I was like, "Hey!" So Jason. you had an episode on the yard where you got to get carried back into your hut. Yes, yes. And everybody knew. The whole yard knew about it, right? And then once that, what happens? Well, I walk in and I'm like, "Hey, hey, Broski, can I get a dip?" And you're like, "How many days you got clean?" And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, like uh, 100, three, 173 yeah, yeah, or some shit, right? <laughs> He's like, "Oh, really?" So what happened yesterday? And my heart f- fell. Yeah, because you were holding me accountable, right? And I was like, oh. And he was like, come on. And you were like, come on, bro. You didn't do it in a disrespectful manner. You didn't do it mean. You were calling me on my shit. So I got right back into it. You got right back into it. And we actually started working together. Yeah. Every Friday, 1 o'clock. You come over to my house and we would go through the big book together. I would listen to you read and explain it to me is what if that's what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) And so I read the book. But I look forward to that. So did I. I look forward to that. And then the next thing I know, they're telling me, "Hey, Ron, you're going to you're going to Eagle Point." So you go to the Second Chance program in Eagle Point. But during this period of time, you had got clean again. You had redoubled mm-hmm. your efforts. You had started working the program. Mm-hmm. You had an you honest know, program, an on, a true program, mm-hmm. honest the whole way through, full throttle. You learned from that last relapse. Knew you needed to do more, and that's what you started to do. We started working together every single Friday, man. We yeah. beat that book up together. Um, I still and- had that book. With yeah. all your highlights and shots, yeah. I still have that. Yeah, so that's that's my book. big book. That's your big book. Yeah. I still have the same one, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so they end up taking you to the Second Chance Program. The Second Chance Program is about a 60-day program where they start providing you with some resources, some tools, some skills, some resumes. There's some there's some recovery there, but it's not the same as North Unit. It's it's, it's a little funky there, dude, yeah. because the CMA, they had a CMA meeting that came in like twice or three times a week. Mm-hmm. And we'd walk in and it would be the same dude talking about recovery. Yeah. There was no round robin. We we didn't we didn't get to share. And I kind of fell off from that. I was like, uh, 
kind of fell off, but you didn't relapse. And so ultimately you get out, um, you get out of six prison months after, you know, six months you've been sober. Um, once you get out, you, I mean, now you got your own apartment, you got a job, um, you're doing everything you're supposed to do. But what happens is, is your program's not in check. We always talk about the non-negotiables of recovery, having a sponsor, having a service commitment, having a home group, working with others, having a good support system because recovery is a team sport. Those are all the non-negotiables. We get those in place and we plan our life from there. But again, you had an apartment, you had a job, you start worshiping those things, your program falls short. Oh, and let's not forget, I had a medical condition. Too. Oh, that's right. You had a medical condition. Yeah, so. I, 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 something hurt and I needed medical marijuana. So you're California sober again. California sober. Okay. And yeah. so ultimately that leads to a real relapse and your sister calls your probation officer. She can see you're methed out right away. She took one look at me, bro, and she's like, you're out and I'm calling your parole officer. And she did. She did. And she called your PO. My parole officer was there. It was the next day. She called me. Don't leave. I'm coming by. In that time, in that two days, I lost my job. I lost my apartment. I lost everything. In two days. Two and days. that's the progressiveness of the addiction. It gets worse, never better. We're homeless quicker every time. We lose the job quicker. With the trust of our family, our everything. physical health declines quicker because... It's a progressive disease, right? So we have to have an extremely aggressive recovery. Mm -hmm. You know, you've heard me say this progressive disease, aggressive recovery yeah. has to be that way. And so ultimately, man, you with, with what's that word? You it, intensive, vigorous, it, it, vigorous. You got to vigorously go after it. But I love that word because vigorous action with energy, um, intensity and force. Yeah. So you got to go through vigorous action. And so ultimately you land yourself in Vivre, right? I'm at Vivre and I ran there on Thursday and I, I got some things, you know, I got money saved up or whatever. I make it two days, Saturday night, 627-2020. Uh, my roommate, which I haven't met until that day, apparently he's been doing whatever he does, um, shows up with a bunch of acid. And so what? It's only acid. Yeah, not a big they deal. They can't test for it, right? So you take a bunch of acid. Like eight hits, yeah. Yeah, you take about eight hits of LSD. Right? Gel tabs. Gel tabs in treatment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, everybody knows you're, you're the guy who gave it to you is running around butt naked. Butt naked, doing right? all sorts of unmentionable things. And you're, you're, in, you're in a whole nother, on a whole nother planet, right? You tell everyone, you call your PO, and you tell her you've relapsed. And then what do you say? You say one profound thing. What do you tell uh, well, her? Well, I tell her, I want help. I need help. I need help. And I'm not going to run. I'm going to, you're going to know where I'm at. I'm going to go tell the office and uh, you're going to know where I'm at. I'm not running from this. Cause at this point, all I can think about is my mom. Yeah. I need help. That's it. I need help. So I go to the office. I sit down, I'm doing no, yeah. you know, and uh, they go, well, what do you want us to do? Well, first of all, they don't believe that I'm just on acid. They yeah. want to know where it's at and I, yeah. whatever. And they go, that's when they find my naked celly doing whatever he's doing up yeah. there. And uh, uh, I tell them, well, what do you want us to do about it? And I tell I need help. I want help. I need and, it. And they told me, we can help you with that. And you got some help. I went to Vogue. Went to Detox. Shout out to Vogue. Shout out to Vogue Recovery. I fucking love you guys. And I want to give a special shout out to the nurse, Laura. She no longer works there. She works for another treatment facility, which will remain nameless. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's how my higher power works, right? This nurse is so nice. Her name's Laura, and she was so nice and tender and caring. But I ran into her again. But uh, I went in. 
It's 11.57 at night on 6.27.2020. My recovery didn't start until – my sobriety didn't eat until the 28th, right? Because yeah. I don't I don't count that day of. Uh, I go in and uh, I hit my knees. And I'm I'm not begging. I'm not pleading. I'm not willing and dealing. We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna bargain our way out of this. I tell my higher power. I tell him, do whatever it takes. If you have to lock me up in a cell again for the rest of my life, I don't want to use anymore. Yeah, that's that's the gift of pain and desperation, and that's when you truly, fully concede to your innermost self that you're an alcoholic. And so you go through Vogue Detox. And so you make it through Vogue Recovery. And then do they keep you at Vogue or do they send you back to Vibre? Actually, I stay at, I stay at Vogue four days or like five days because it's, you know, my insurance, whatever. And because uh, when I left uh, the Second Chance Program, I had access. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank God for the Second Chance Program because yeah. this played a huge role in my recovery. This my 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 sobriety right here. Um, my first class that I went to on that Sunday on 628 was fun and recovery. That's where it clicked. You, you can have fun and recovery. Yeah. What? I hate people are always like, what am I going to do for fun and recovery? Like I was having so much fun <laughs> right. on my last run. I can't remember the last time I had fun using it. I don't know if you can, no, but I can't. I, can. I don't ever want to think about the fun. Fun was high school. That was 20 years ago. Right, right. And so that's when you start to understand that just a little bit of the of what life could possibly be. And at this point, this is when you really, truly, and anytime you have a relapse, it doesn't take away from any of the things you learned from when we first got mm-hmm. we first got sober in NA. We first worked the steps with Maddie through the right. NA Step Working Guide. Uh, after you relapsed, you redoubled your efforts with me. And we went through the big book together. You still learned all those things. Right. Those are still with you. But this is the time when you truly, fully concede that you say, you know what, I have to have this thing. I'm willing, open, open-minded, and honest to do whatever it takes. And you get your feet moving pretty damn quick after that. And you actually call up uh, Josh S. But I go back. Already... Send me back to Vivre, right? Yeah. And now I'm the guy, whatever, you know. Shout out to Josh. Josh S. I love you, brother. Because of you, well, with your help and my higher powers, that is why I'm here today. That is where I, that is part of the reason why I've made it to where I am today. I love you, Joss. Love you, love you, love you, love you. But I call him up because the night I took all that acid, I tried to tell him, "Hey, uh, he was your sponsor then." Yeah, he was my sponsor. Uh, Hey, man, somebody tried to slip me something. He's like, "Dude, you know damn well nobody tried to slip you shit. You took it on your own. Call me when you want to get sober. When you're serious about your recovery." And so you're serious about your recovery, and you call him, and he says, "Well, let's get busy then." And I know he used to come. He used to do step work with him in the truck, huh? Yeah, because they wouldn't let him on the property because COVID. This is right when COVID started getting really so bad he couldn't he couldn't come on property so he would come out front and you would sit in his truck and, and you do work, step work and you work the steps yeah and you're talking like thoroughly and honestly work the steps 100 and your life today reflects that well it thank you thank yeah. you but also it wasn't just the steps it wasn't it what i didn't have a pink cloud in unicorns and i if that's what i'm in i'm thankful for it but I'm in a different kind of re I'm in a reality recovery because I know that I am only one drug or one drink or one bad mistake away from being where I was. Sure. Okay. I've learned. And I tell my guys this at my house. I tell them all the time. I tell people in meetings all the time, respect your recovery. Cause if you disrespect it, 
you, you're going to get it. Yeah, you're going you're to you know, it, it, Recovery doesn't play around. No, it's no joke. It's life or death. It's life or death. Yeah. Respect your recovery. So I hit the book. I hit the ground running. I'm doing step work with Josh. I'm going to all my classes at V-Ray. And I don't know who said V-Ray sucks. I graduate. I got a little certificate that I'm going to hang on my wall as soon as I get a frame for it yeah. uh, that says completion on it. I graduated that program. Okay. Uh, I immediately started looking into what it was going to get my license back. I immediately started getting into, I, I, they, I was, I was on restriction there for 60 days. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere for 60 yeah. days, yeah. but uh, my first day out, he, the guy told me because it was the COVID-19 thing yeah. was still really big. The, the, the property manager is like, you got one day and if you can't get it today, then you're going to try again next week. Cause I, you just going out and whatever, I don't know where you're going. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways. So I make a couple of phone calls. There's this one guy, and I'm like, this is the job I'm going to get. I call him up and say, hey, dude. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we will. And I go to that place, first place, right off the rip. I get the job. So I get the job. I, I get a truck. I buy a truck from my sister, Joy. God bless her. She's, I love her to death. Two weeks into my job, the engine seizes. Okay? And mind you, I'm, I'm fresh in recovery. I'm doing things differently because Ron used to do everything with the right hand. Well, now Ron's got to learn how to do everything with his left hand because doing it with his right hand didn't work before. So I call up my sister and I say, hey, sis, when was the last time you checked your, or changed your oil? And she goes, she's such a blonde. She says, change the oil. She goes, I, I added oil. And I'm like, oh, bless you. I love you, sis. Yes, I'm going to still pay you for the truck. And I did because it's part of working an honest program, you know? Yeah. So I put my hands on the steering wheel. And this is one of my first God shots that I got. I put my hands on the steering wheel and I, t- and I say, all right, God, you're not going to bring me out this far to leave me stranded. You know how much this, you know, my, you know how much work it means to me. And you know, you know that I, I'm, serious. I'm serious about this. I put my hands on my steering wheel. I said, I trust you, God. I have faith in you and I believe in you. Okay. <laughs> Get a little teary-eyed. Dad pulls up, but dad's actually coming to pick me up. Yeah, I can't believe it. You know, yeah. on the way home, he keeps looking at me and shit. And I ask him, "Hey, do I got a burger hanging out of my nose? What, what's going on, Dad?" He goes, "Well, actually, son, you're you're handling this really well." I'm like, "Well, what can I do? It just all I can yeah. do is give it to my higher power, right? Because yeah. I'm learning this whole connection to my higher power thing, right?" I get to V-Ray and staff, because I had to call because I had to miss a class because, you know, I've never yeah. missed a class. It was the first and only class I ever missed. Yeah. And uh, and they're they're like, are you okay, Ron? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm I'm going to my outside meeting tonight. I'm, I'm yeah. good. It's yeah. it, uh, I appreciate it. I'm good. I go up there and then something tells me, grab a couple of payroll slips. You live right across the street from a car dealership. I, mind you, I don't even have a license yet. Yeah. Okay, because in Arizona, you don't need to have a license to buy a vehicle. Yeah. So, F it. So, I call on my ride, and I tell her, hey, I'm going to be over at the dealership. Pick yeah. me up there, right? And I walk in like I'm a t- like I'm the Don or something. Yeah. Some t- I don't have a license. This is my down payment, and this is my payment a month. What With the just fucking attitude, right? Yeah. So, the guy, you know, goes, yeah, we can help you. Because we can't get you into a truck, but we get you something. And my jaw dropped. Because I'm like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. 
So I get, I get my car. Two months after that, I get my license back. Uh, I'm staying in uh, uh, sober living. I've been in sober living this whole time. Uh, I've been doing it. Uh, I, I tried living with a female in, in another state. California, I love you, California. I just wish you could get rid of her. Yeah. But uh, um, you come it, back. it didn't work out. I didn't drink. I didn't drug. You know what I'm saying? And part of the whole new behavior is when you say something, mean it. Yeah. And I told her, if you do this again, I'm gone. Well, like most women. Yeah, it happened again. And it happened again. You left and you came back and you go back to sober living. I went straight back. So before I left California, six hours into my drive, because it's an 11 hour drive yeah. from Sonora to it, out here in Phoenix yeah. or Mesa area, yeah. I already had a job. I already had a sober living. I was back. I was back in it, bud. Yeah. And this whole time I was out of state, I still went to my home group, which is SNL. Shout out to SNL. Yeah, big shout yeah, out. Big shout out. Still had my service commitments. Yeah. Because this is my commitment to my recovery. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. This yeah. is how it's going to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I get out here and I just get right back into it, man. I pick up a H&I. I, I kept my H&I commitment. Yeah. And I stayed with that. Um, God has worked so many miracles in my life. I just, I'm trying to think of some of the best ones right now. One of the best ones was, is in uh I thought it'd be a good idea to work in treatment. I was yeah. sitting there. I got laid off from my job. Yeah. I just got done digging this huge hole. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, we don't need you anymore. I put my hands on my will again. And I say, all right, God, now what do you want me to do? And the phone goes off. And it's uh, one. Uh, it's an individual from a treatment center saying, hey, can you start tomorrow? I get there. And then I get another job offer from another company for crap ton of money but it's not about the money because at this point I, I just want to help people yeah so i tell them hey you know and I, but i put in the footwork hey i'm gonna try this out i'm gonna try working in treatment if it doesn't work out hopefully there'll still be a position for me i right off the rip i told them that well things didn't work out of treatment yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my mouth gets me in trouble yeah and i can't candy coat yeah uh i can't candy coat recovery especially to private insurance individuals yeah different ball game a uh, whole different uh, for real yeah. you're absolutely 100 yeah. correct it's a whole different ball game so um i resign mm -hmm. okay and i go in and i remember it's right there on main street all i gotta do is drive straight down main street i go to this company that i told hey if things don't work out because they gave me a gas card even. Yeah. And I mailed it back to him. I said, hey, this is what I'm going to try to do. Hopefully there will be a position there. I walk in. or I don't even walk in. I knock on the door. The door's locked. I knock on the door. I ring the doorbell. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, God. you. I have a very strong connection with my higher power. I know you do. And I'm like, all right, God. What do you want me to do? And the door opens. And it's the lady. And she goes, oh, hi, Ron. I'm like. You remember me? She goes, of course, you mailed us the gas card back. How could I forget you? You, you know, <laughs> you're like the only one who's ever done that, right? Yeah. So I go in, I say, hey, is there a position? And she's like, well, I can call the owner and ask him. And I, I grab my phone because I'm 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 active. <laughs> yeah. I call up the owner. I get the owner right on the phone. I said, hey, remember me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I remember you. And I was like, is it still open? He goes, absolutely. I had a job half an hour after residing from treatment this 
past two weeks has been a roller coaster for me. I've got to share my story three times, and I'm doing it again on the 2nd of April, okay, at the spot, which yeah. I big shout out to the spot, yeah. Silver Lounge. Yeah. The place is awesome. Um, but also, I lost a friend. Yes. Now, by no means was he my best friend. Yeah, we lost a friend, yeah. We lost a friend, Ronnie Allen. Yeah. I love you, brother. I'll see you. I'll see you again. Yeah, it's sad. That's a, that was a tough one. That was a tough one, especially after playing volleyball all day and getting at 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 the World Unity event and getting that call at ten thirty at night. Respect it. You respect re- your recovery. You got to respect it. And so, from going from everything that you have been through, four prison sentences, years in supermax unit, uh, you know, violations, juvenile, Durango relapse on on acid at you know asking Treatment. for help but you finally surrendered and, and working the steps and working with josh and you know taking vigorous action you know i like to say energy intensity and force, force you know and that's what you did and your life reflects it today we're talking about getting your driver's license back after net years decades without it we're talking about buying a vehicle from a dealership um you know, working the steps, you sponsor many, you spot, you have three sponsees right now, currently in the book, mm-hmm. you're at multiple means, you got service commitments, you got a home group that you've religiously, um, you never miss your H and I commitments, you put on a whole volleyball tournament, CA event, mm-hmm. volleyball, volleyball tournament, refereed it, yeah. right? I mean, you're all over the place, then you're mm-hmm. speaking, you're sharing, um, you run a sober living, you're the house manager of a sober living, yes. if anyone ever needs to get into sober living, shout out, Ron C, look him up on Facebook. Ron Carter, he'll help you with sober living. If his house is full, he'll help you find another one. Yep. You're reaching out to men all the time. You got your your families in your life, dude. They're, you have meaningful friendships, you know. Yep. And from me and you, if you would have asked me, and this is the honest to God truth, when I first met you, dude, you were off the chain, bro. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, I like to, you know, I'm a, I'm a gambling man, dude. And this, you would have lost big. <laughs> I would have lost big, dude. Yeah. Because the truth is, dude, I didn't think you were gonna make it, bro. You know, and that's where that Laura from Vogue yeah. comes in. I yeah. want to, I want to, when I went to treatment and I had to get my TB test, guess yeah. who the nurse there, Laura. Laura, she told me the same exact thing. She goes, if I was, I, I took yeah. one look at you and said, he ain't ready. She goes, that's just truth. You cannot, that just, that's goes, that's proof. You cannot judge a book by its cover. You are truly a miracle, dude. Absolutely. Truly a miracle. And everything that is happening in your life today dude and just to be a part of that and call you my friend and and to experience this moment broski sitting here right now with you sharing this moment with you dude i will forever remember dude and this is how we experience god together is doing things like this and anyone who's listened to part one and part two to see the type of life that this man has today and the action he puts in his recovery you know when bill w was on his deathbed he said there's only one thing i would change about this program that one thing is the one word and that one word is never have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path yeah and your life reflects that today dude yeah and i love you dude and i appreciate you you taking this time to share this experience with me dude it's you are a huge (laughs) part of my recovery if it wasn't for you telling me what action are you taking and to send me to that first fucking meeting bro i wouldn't be here oh we're here brother we are here and i love you i fucking love you dude (laughs) i really do can i have a dip (laughs) (laughs) tune into the next episode love you guys respect your recovery